This week on the show, we talk about how my family ended up in Belize for about 20 minutes this weekend. And also, my friend Mallory Martin of Mended joins us for the free skate. You're going to like this show. Here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Hoffoltz. We, we hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy the show. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Eve and Lucy, and thank you for being here on a brand new episode of Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Eddie. It is nice to see you. Uh, this show starts as a newsletter, so you can subscribe over at eddiekoffeltz.com. In fact, I just finished writing it, uh, like just finished writing it, uh, and then I hit record on this. So newsletter, podcast, all of it is available to subscribe to at, did I already say eddiekoffeltz.com? Uh-oh, that's the headspace I'm in today. There's just like a lot happening. It's the middle of the day. I should be more chill. I should do this at night. Anyhow, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for subscribing to both things. Um, and so what I'm going to do is share uh, in just a moment kind of the main thing that I wrote for the newsletter today. Um, and I, I do this really in hopes, as the little title on the bottom of the podcast art says, my hope is that we can traverse this life together. In fact, today I talk a lot about travel. Maybe travel's been on your mind, maybe not. But I, I think about, it's not like a travel log where I just tell you places I've been, because I haven't been to that many places. Uh, but but I kind of talk about the why of travel today and how really broadly being impacted by other cultures and places is been important for me. And so maybe that'll give you something to think about. Maybe it'll just be entertaining. Maybe you'll fast forward to the next section. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then today on the free skate, which is the second part of the show, the show that sometimes connects to the content. Sometimes I just do whatever I want. But today I'm going to just talk with my really good friend, Mallory Martin. She founded a company called Mended. I love Mended. We're going to talk all about it. And I just wanted to have her on. I just like the work that she's doing. I uh, interact with her work every single day. I'll, you'll find out why. Uh, but she's going to be on the show, and she's just a great person, so you'll definitely want to stick around for that. Also, she gives out a promo code at the end of the show that I didn't ask her to do, but you will you can get free shipping on all the mended stuff with the promo code. I'm not telling it to you now, because that is marketing. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple things about this show in case you are new here. We are proudly a part of the That Sounds Fun Network, and so make sure that you are listening to all of the other network shows. Everything I talk about, there's like plenty of links in the show notes. So don't worry, you don't have to take notes or anything like that. But listen to the That Sounds Fun shows, and uh, it's an honor to be a part of that network. And also, this show is live. One recording, here we go. Uh, I do that in order to kind of pull down the veil between the two of us, and you're going to hear some stammering and little hiccups. But my hope is that uh, this is just the realest, rawest words that I can share with you. Uh, and maybe it'll translate that way for you. All right, I think that's enough preface. Let's get in uh, to today's writing from the newsletter. Issue 31, Wanderlust. I get asked a lot why our family moved to Washington, D.C. I mean, it was kind of a big deal to leave Florida, or rather to live in Florida for 40 years, minus two years in Kentucky and two years in Seattle, and then to move to a whole new place without any of the normal reasons like a job requiring it or being closer to extended family, like it was a big thing. But the truth is, we moved to D.C. because of the weekends like the one we just had. 
This past weekend was the Embassy Tour. It's a local favorite and for good reason. Every year, many of the foreign embassies that are located in the district, by the way, you'll be very cool if you use that instead of the very pedestrian DC. But the places in the district, these embassies open their doors to what they call a tour, but is really a massive block party. Up and down this embassy row, the staff members from each country show off with great pride and enthusiasm the best of their respective countries. There is music everywhere, food to sample, endless opportunities to learn about their cultures, and so many people from so many places all mushed together in a sea of global humanity. Our family's embassy tour started this weekend with a stop in Belize. Now, I'm not going to lie, while I imagine that Belize is a delightful place to, to, to visit, we started there because we found free parking in the neighborhood behind it. That being said, no more than five minutes after we got out of our car, our family, along with thousands of others, were welcomed to the embassy by the literal ambassador to the United States from Belize. Note, it was not the ambassador to Belize from the United States. That would be the most decorated figure skater in U.S. history, Ambassador Michelle Kwan. Alas, not Michelle Kwan welcomed us, shook our hands, and guided us towards a table of flowing rum shots. It was, mind you, 9.50 a.m. Belize, like every country we visited that day, was on full display with all the trappings of cultural pride. And in doing so, our family was able to, if only for a few moments, travel. Even if we can't travel the world to the degree that Brianne and I would like to right now, i.e. always, being in the district allows our family to exist in a community that is rich in culture and diversity. Being here allows us, in a sense, to travel a bit while staying close to home. Seeing new places and experiencing new cultures is something that I would now label for myself as a core value. I haven't always felt that way. But in early childhood, I had opportunities to visit Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. And it was in those places that I could feel the DNA of who I was being ever so slightly altered. That's the thing with traveling and its mysterious alchemy of taking fresh stimulus, feeling a bit scared, knowing you're alone even with other people, and letting that culture wash over you. It rewires you a bit. Whether it's 10 blocks away on a childhood bike adventure, seeing the new corner of my own city, or chatting with a street vendor in Chennai, India, being in a new place expands how my mind views the world and my place in it. This reality came to light most clearly during my years hosting The New Activist. This basic interview show allowed me to pry into the psychology and passions of world-changing people who cared a lot about all manner of social justice issues. And in the course of each interview, I'd find my way to not so artfully asking these people what made them who they are. I was always fascinated by the fact that so many people, me included, see issues in the world and do very little. But my guests on the podcast were the select few, the ones who saw something that wasn't as it should be and made it their personal endeavor to help. And I felt strongly that I needed to know why. What may come as no surprise to anyone, but was profound for me, was the consistent through line they shared. After having spoken to over a hundred world-changing people, almost none of them ever mentioned doing an academic deep dive into an issue, starting an organization, being called out of nowhere, or even experiencing firsthand the injustice against which they are now fighting. 
Sure, all of these things happened and were true for some of them. But what they shared over and over and over again when asked, why do you care about your issue? They'd share some version of, because I traveled. Without fail, the singular most impactful thing that formed some of the most remarkable people excuse me, that formed some of the most remarkable people I've ever met was the fact that one time they went somewhere, saw something, felt something, met someone, and were subsequently activated into a new paradigm. And that's why we're in D.C. For me, the addiction to seeing something new and being shaped by it is critical. Of course, life doesn't always allow for the privilege of just jet-setting on a backpacking journey through Japan or working remotely in Peru for a month. But this weekend, life did allow for a tour of the embassies, trying a restaurant owned by a Vietnamese family, and getting good lost on a three-hour walkabout with my daughter. These things may not be travel in the most aspirational and epic sense, but they are similarly formative. They allow us to be shaped by the... Excuse me. This is the last line. I got to get it right. They allow us to be shaped by the world we live in and grow in our understanding of each other. I love your background lighting. There's You've like background. staged oh, your good. house. It's like beautiful. Oh, well, no, if you look real closely, Eddie, there's some kinetic sand. There's um, <laughs> there's a toaster back there, leftovers from a party, some foil from grilling utilities. It's, it's Oh, I love it. Okay, yeah, we're just so going to start. I'm going to leave that gr- grilling utilities and I'm going to leave the, all that in because we are here at the freescape portion of doing the best we can. Um and, you know, I, I've talked in previous weeks on the free skate about kind of anything I want. And that's sort of what I love about the podcast part of this is because every once in a while, just something hits me and I'm like, hold on, I have a podcast. I <laughs> and <laughs> recently was listening to our dear friend, network, what do we call it? Network colleague? Colleague sounds too formal. But network partner, Annie F. Downs, and listening to her show and heard her talking about the Mended Company. And I happen to know the founder and CEO <laughs> of the Mended Company. Hey, hey. hey, Mallory Martin is on the show. Mallory, how are you, buddy? Hey, friend. It's so uh, good to see you, hear you, I, be with I, you. I love seeing you. And people can only hear us, but we can see each other. That's so right. they did right. hear that us talking about kinetic sand in the background of your yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, because this I is wish real life. Could see it. This yeah, you might life. see waffles come in in the background. Well, you might see pepper and smoky in my background. Okay, so we're in this me. together. You sent me a great video that I was just like, I'm not even going to respond to her on this, but it was on like an Instagram something. I was wondering if you saw it. Can you describe what it was? Because this is what I want to talk about instead of mended. (laughs) I think this might resonate with people, Eddie. Mm -hmm. It is a cat head massager that I really felt like the three felines in our life would really like. Yeah. I don't have any nails. I bite my nails. And so I can't give my cats what they need, actually. Oh, yeah. And so this was a massager for <laughs> waffles that I really feel like you should have. And she should it, have? It's, it's, um, she, she is not revealed she. her pronouns. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're working through that. Her pronouns are cat. Uh, <laughs> I yes. feel like your cat waffles would really like this massager. <laughs> okay. So you're not here to talk <laughs> about this. I am. You know, on another day, I want to tell you the story of how I have two cats, but 
Yeah. Oh, I it's do. actually a more fun story than mended sometimes. But okay. okay, we'll get to it. We'll come. You'll come back for what I'm assuming cool. will end up being a cat extravaganza. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm moving. The whole brand is moving towards that. Um, okay, um, it's gonna go well so for you. Okay, you are the founder and CEO of the Mended Company, um, and yeah. I have heard about Mended since it was just like a trickle of an idea mm. buried back in your brain, and so I have really felt very fortunate to see one of my friends do the thing, you know, because everybody has an idea or like, oh, someday I want to do this, but you actually did it. So can you talk a little bit about, first of all, can you just do your one-on-one on like what the Mended Company is? Yeah. Can you, yeah. can you do that? And then can we talk a little bit about kind of how it went from a thing that was back there to like a real thing? Okay. First, Mended. Tell me. Yeah. The pitch, the elevator pitch is Mended is a social impact brand for profit that works to economically empower survivors of slavery in South Asia. Uh, we do this by training men and women. We have 23 survivor artisan partners that have been trained on this stunning age old printing technique called block printing. So pretty. So a master artisan who's been doing this for 40 years chisels a block into whatever design I sent him, spends days carving this block. The blocks are sent to our group of survivors who then hand print each and every textile. So for about two and a half years, we've been printing home goods products. Uh, tea towels, dinner napkins, table runners, bandanas, men's pocket squares, the survivors hand block print each and every piece. And it's just been the coolest. So that's the that's the elevator pitch of what it's, Mended has ended up being. Hold on. I got to pause in the middle of it. So two things. Yeah. One, yeah. absolutely beautiful. I did not know also that it was a men's pocket square, but oh, you were yeah. kind enough to send me. Like, so we ordered, I forget, it was like a table runner. And then you just put all sorts of sweet things in the box. And so our like house has little mended stuff everywhere of which I didn't know it was a pocket square. And then someone said it. I'm like, the next time I wear a suit. So we didn't use it as a <laughs> towel or anything. It's still yeah, you a perfectly, like, this is a linen. Yeah. This is a special thing. And it's still in my drawer. And one of these days I'm going to get to wear the pocket square. Oh, it's so lovely. I can't wait. So you, so it's interesting in that kind of initial, because you were very clear to say, in the top of the description, in the first sentence, it is for profit. Um, yeah. Why? Okay. So that's fine. But why? Why? Why say that? Why call that out? What? What? Yeah. Tell me about that. Several reasons. You and I both worked for a nonprofit that mm -hmm. I love dearly, and my primary role within that organization was raising funds, yeah. um, working with families that give generously to this mission of ending slavery. And when Mended was just a dream. Um, I did not want to go against and be competitive with this mission that I love so much. I wanted to go alongside yeah. and play a different role in the same mission. Um, so that was one thing is I knew a lot of families giving a lot of money and I didn't want any of their money to be swept away from that larger mission into what I was doing. And probably just as important or more important, I love the business world. Yeah. Um, I studied business. I was in business for 10 years before joining the nonprofit world. That is where my heartbeat is. I think water cooler conversations in the business settings are my favorite. Um, and I just wanted to go alongside other friends of mine that have started to prove for-profit businesses can actually make a global impact. Uh, why does it always have to be the nonprofit world that gets to make a mark? 
Um, so there's lots of reasons, but those yeah. are the primary in my brain, Eddie. Yeah, because you were NBA before nonprofit, right? Yeah. And so you you really were in like real big business. Like this is right. Like I mean, you were. It's, I'm obviously I have your LinkedIn page sitting next to no, you. No, no, no. <laughs> but like, great. but it but yeah. it really is like. T- tell me about that because there's always this sort of aspirational thought of like, if I'm going to change the world, I got to start a nonprofit and nonprofits are phenomenal. You and I have given That's our right. heart and our career That's to right. a nonprofit. That's we right. will always support nonprofits. So it's not taking away from that, but there is this sort of like almost good evil. Like I can either do good in the nonprofit or I can join the, the, you know, the public or the, the, the corporate sphere, but you don't have that. Yeah. So can you help us differentiate that? Yes. And that is, Essential, such a load of crap. <laughs> I was like, but that's really what I thought for a long time. I loved business, studied business, worked in the sports industry for nine or 10 years, um, selling corporate advertising and, you know, working in this space. And I really loved it. Had kids, realized that the life I was leading at the time wasn't going to be um, suitable for mm. also a life of wanting to be a mom. So I was looking for other flexible type of business jobs and the IJM job popped up on LinkedIn Yes, and I saw it and I instantly knew this is what I was supposed to go do, but I was kicking and screaming like yeah. total identity theft, uh, identity crisis of yeah. no, I'm not going to work for a nonprofit. I've read too many articles of misallocation of funds. No one's actually solving a problem. Everybody's just a band-aid organization. Anybody who's brilliant goes into the business world. There are no brilliant beings within the nonprofit world. There was yeah. something in me that genuinely thought all of those things um, until the interview process with IJM. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's oh. they're brilliant and like this is actually solving a poverty issue that's global in a way that I actually think is real and I've learned so much since then about you know organizations that are solving root issues and band-aid organizations that are so necessary right like I I used to be anti the band-aids but what do we do without world relief what do we do without actual clean water and actually feeding the ham the families that are hungry down the street so I've learned so much but uh 10 years ago I was anti-nonprofit so yeah that's how all that folded yeah okay so back to mended so it's this beautiful like in your description this twofold thing where you know, you're talking about um, people who are survivors who have been through the horrors of slavery and are now working and in this beautiful artisan setting, right? So there's that piece of it. There's the feel good feeling, but then there's yeah. also the like you, the products are incredible. Like they sit in our kitchen table, they sit in the middle of our house. It's just beautiful. How did you? kind of fight for that um, that balance because and I I'm literally I'm not calling anyone out but so often it's buy this thing because it does good but also like we know you don't love it but it doesn't matter because it's doing so much good but like you you fought hard for you'll love this thing and also the story behind it is great how did you kind of how did (laughs) you sit in that wrestle and fight through that I'd say I'm still sitting in that wrestle Eddie Mm -hmm. and um I've had this conversation with you in the past of how do we do storytelling when I do not want Mended to be a pity buy. 
that makes no business sense and that is actually detrimental to the survivors in the long in the long run like yeah. okay let's give them a huge order and then no one buys again because it's horrifically ugly like let's give them this hope of a massive order and then never get another one because no one's going to give that right like that's that's a short-term gain for a real long-term loss and my goal is to have hundreds of survivors that are receiving meaningful work and the only way to do that is to create a stunning product where people actually walk up to you because the products are so beautiful right and they'd buy even if they didn't know the story right but then the story is this this it's sealed the deal right like right. oh this is beautiful and so is that other thing i saw at crate and barrel but this one right like this is making a global impact. So I still wrestle with what do I lead with? You'll notice on Instagram and our website, like it is still yeah. something that our team wrestles with of what's the leading story. If it's the survivor's hand block printing, which it probably is, like the design is right up against it. Like, and yeah. I still don't know which one leads on a given day. Which in a way is a good problem to have because it means there's not an obvious one that's so clearly at the forefront, right? Like some people are like, we know we're delivering a product that people are buying out of like, sure, it's it's fine. I'll buy it for Christmas for someone, but I don't actually love it. But the story is so compelling that I will buy it. Right. Conversely, people will spend a lot of money on luxury goods, right? And they don't even care about the story. But you right. have... You are doing the uncomfortable walk of sitting right down the middle and going, actually, both of these will carry massive weight, which is a is a good problem to have, but an interesting one when you're figuring out how to tell your story. Um, yeah. So speaking of which, um, the interesting thing about you, and I, I think about this a lot, is um, like when you called and told me, it's not like you were like, when you when I knew you were leaving IJM to do this, yeah. to do the thing, there was a collective like, wow, she's really doing it. Because it's one thing to have an idea and it's one thing to like, you know, start your LLC and do the side hustle. But it is another thing to like go like I am leveraging all <laughs> of the time that I have and our yeah. family's finance is like we're going in on this. Can you take me inside that mm -hmm. that decision and what that was like for you? You know, it literally just happened is there was a knot in my throat and it, like <laughs> a feeling in my stomach. And yeah. I had asked myself, like, did I eat breakfast? Like, no, I ju it just actually brings me back into this. Yeah. Like, it was really hard. Mm -hmm. It was hard for a lot of reasons and um, hard because for one reason of I loved the organization that we got to work for yeah. and really thought I was going to be doing that for the rest of my life. Um, and they're on this same mission and there's 1100 of them, right? Like how cool to be a part of a family of people that's doing this across the globe in a real way. And so part of the hesitation or the fear was I'm going to step outside of that and try to play my own role in this mission. Like that's terrifying. It's also terrifying to say, nah, stability is just really not for me and I, I don't need a monthly paycheck. Like, let's let's go see if this can be on its own. But it was so clear to me, Eddie, that this was what I was supposed to go do. Like, mm. I 
and I've tried to record it all and write it all down so that I could remember like the beautiful, obvious points along the way of this is what I'm supposed to do. And I have never had more joy um, and confidence than I have in the last two years. Like never once honestly about anything I've done that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It, And I think that came from the, the Lord showing me over the last five years how I was made and what makes my heart beat faster. Like there were two different jobs at IJM that I did not get that I was devastated over. Yeah. And that's part of my journey because if I would have got them, mended would never have happened. Right. And I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have been horrible in those roles. Like, <laughs> that is not how I'm made. Like, yeah, yeah. I am made to build and create. I love taking something from zero to one mm. or zero to two. I don't actually care what it looks like. And I don't have the skills to take it from seven to eight or seven to nine. And that's mm. what our organization needed at the time. Yeah, They didn't need a zero to one, right? Like, and so that's, it's this beautiful, like it was rejection and it, that led into this and I couldn't be more confident. It was terrifying along the way, but, um, yeah. It was terrifying. So along, it was terrifying. It was. I was there in the middle yeah. moments where it's like, oh, you, you applied for a thing and didn't get that. And yeah. IJM is competitive, which they would say that who cares? Right. They just are okay. competitive. And I'm like, you're like a rock star inside of it, inside of IJM that didn't happen. It's like, what's going on? It, it all comes out on the wash cliche right but it does yeah. like all make sense now but at the time it was real um okay That's right. I, so, so two more things um great uh so one is there is a uh i don't like to wallow in the muck and mire but there is also a reality of um starting a thing like it's it's what we see on Instagram is India and smiles and sharing your products. And, and oftentimes marketing is the best moments of yeah. owning your brand captured for the that very reason. It's like, this is the best moment. Make sure to take a picture. But there's also not a, a there's also a very hard side to this where mm. you're like filling your garage up with stuff, you know, and like yeah. moving. What has it been like in these two years starting a product? Mm-hmm. And I'm totally getting... I'm totally pulling this off of like having watched Shark Tank, but I'm curious what it's like for the first two years of a startup. It's good, bad, otherwise. Yeah, it is good, bad, and otherwise. It's the daily, and this is part of what I really love um, is I'm learning so much every single day. Mm -hmm. Of um, like yesterday, (laughs) I learned that there were universal UPC barcodes that you have to pay $750 to have access to called GS1. Like, oh, every product in the world has to (laughs) register with a company called GS1 to get a barcode. And like, oh, that's fascinating. So I did that yesterday, right? Like I bought some barcodes and (laughs) bought the access for men to have barcodes. Like that's That's cool. That's a perfect example though. It's a, it's thousands of those, isn't it? And and you're the only one doing it. That's right. right. And I'm not posting that on Instagram. Like no one's going to know that yesterday I learned about barcodes. Um, There's also this like bucket of cash that the day, day one, when I told my mentor that I was going to go do this, he was like, how are you going to float this? Like, how is cash going to happen? And in my brain, I'm like, oh, I'm going to sell the goods that I just ordered 
and from the profit of those goods, I'm going to place my next order. <laughs> like, <Right>. Duh. <laughs> and hysterically, that's not how, you know, that's not how business works. And running a business is really expensive. So I think the other thing I'm learning and dealing with, which is the hard and the fearful, is this bucket of money that could very much run out. Um, and I'm looking at my monthly expenses going, how, how much longer can this last? before it's all to the ground if there's no sales. So like I'm laying in bed at night thinking, where are the big partnerships that I can go pursue to keep this thing going? And that's so fun and also so terrifying. Yeah, and and also you have no other choice but to do it like that, right? Like it's not indicative of like a failed business model or poor accounting or the wrong product. It's, it takes years and years and years. Yeah. I'm reading a book right now about the guy that started 11 Madison Park. And you're like, okay. it's the most successful restaurant in the world. And they're mm. still on a razor thin margin because it takes it takes decades yeah. to build up right. where you don't have to think. And, and so you're in the middle of doing the thing where you have to just sit right on that razor's edge. Yeah, and figure that's out right. UP, UPC codes and yeah. do interviews with your friends at seven o'clock in the morning or whatever time it is your time. I bet I'm 11, so happy to do it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, last thing. So you were on Annie's show. You were selling yeah. all the, you were t- talking about the thing. She loves Mended, which was very exciting. Um, so website, mended.co. Yeah. Is there anything, yep. can you give us like, I, I do love your products, but I also am asking you a question oh, I did not prep you with. Like, so May, June, July, August, what do these four months look like for Mended? What should we be looking for? Obviously, we're yeah. all going to follow on social. It's all in the show notes, all of that kind of stuff. But like what's yeah. going on in the Mended world that we should be kind of eyeballing? Yeah, the, we literally got our first ocean shipment delivered yesterday. Other thing I learned is shipping's really expensive. So we put some stuff on an ocean liner. Wow. Took about 50 <laughs> days, but we got it does yesterday. It? it does. It takes a long time. Um, five zero days, but a lot cheaper. And so I got about 15 boxes in my new office space yesterday. And so I'm unloading them being like, I cannot wait to show everyone what we have. We've got some lemon and lime prints for summer. We have some sailboats. So we're just trying (laughs) on a thing. Who doesn't want a sailboat? Everybody wants Uh, it. I do love that though. That's really cool. They're so cute. There's so, something about table linens too. I know it's it's more than table linens, but the specific one that we have, like we the the amount of time that well and napkins. Like I yeah. wipe my hands on a mended logo every single night of my life, and it like keeps it mm-hmm. top of mind and it keeps the story yeah. top of mind. Um, anyhow, well, that's I very, the goal. Let me just say that too. Like that is the goal. This yeah. is restoration. And everybody thinks that that's restoration for the survivor's journey, but it is just as much the restoration journey for the other person on the other side of that table linen to Hmm. be inviting people over to your home for a glass of wine or a yummy dinner of like, Hey, this beautiful linen was actually made overseas. Did you know slavery still exists? Like let's like, let's have meaningful conversation about what's going on in each other's lives. And that restoration story needs to be told just as much as the restoration story on the other side. Um, and so we're hoping that you're wiping your hands at dinner and you're using our details <laughs> and like actually thinking about what restoration means. So anyway, I had to throw that in there. I love that. And I will, and the next time I wear a suit, I'll have my little pocket square. Your little pocket that, square. That I now know as a pocket square. And we'll tell Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't tell you that. That feels like a mess. But... 
I mean, should you be sorry or should I just be an adult that knows that when you send me <laughs> something pocket square size that it's not maybe you, Maybe you don't wear suits enough, Eddie. <laughs> I don't at all. I know. Okay, I listen, um, you said I know. What do you- <laughs> oh, I did know. And then I said it out loud like I should have been. But you know what, Eddie? What? Everybody who listens to you knows. Yeah. I don't yeah. think anybody listens yeah. and thinks you wear a suit every day. So no, they know okay. that right now, even though they can't see me, blue sweatshirt, some sort of yeah. sports themed hat. Done. That, yeah, yeah, so and it's true. And you are dressed like a person that owns an actual business <laughs> and is about to go do stuff. You've got like a jacket on and you're doing the thing. Oh, we have to take a picture if you don't mind oh. after this. No, no, right after I'm done, so okay. that we can okay. I can post it on the Instagram because that's how right. you run a podcast in real time is mentioned on Way the podcast go. that you have to Aren't take. Aren't you the learning too? I am learning. Okay. Music's on. I'm going to close the show. Will you stick around? Yes, you're feeling that. You can hear it. Uh, well, my deepest thanks to my dear friend, Mallory Martin, and the work that she is doing over at The Mended Company. Mallory, website, mended.co. Yes, sir. People are going to just invariably ask me for a promo code of which I do not have. Can I put you on the spot? Is there any you promo code? You do have a code. Eddie. Give it to me. E-D-D-I-E? Oh, well, that's E-D-D-I-E. how I spell E-D-D-I-E. You get free shipping. Go baby, go baby. Did I just ask you with a question mark how to spell my own name? You did. I did. You did. And it, I did. And it's live and this is what we're doing. So promo and you code did it Eddie. Correctly. So that's good. <laughs> Thanks. Um, as always, thank you to Uncle Jimmy for editing this week's newsletter. You can connect with Uncle Jimmy. His info is in the show notes. Uh, and thanks to the That Sounds Fun Network, who allows us to be a part of this privileged group of podcasts who love being a part of that. If you have not signed up for the newsletter, eddiecoffolds.com. I think I'm done selling now. I think we're good. Okay. Uh, With that, I will see you next week. I'm already hard at work on the next doing the best we can. Bye. Bye.